0: You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome, welcome to the Mission Matters Podcast Network. This is Jonathan Schroyer. By now, you know I'm the host of The Future of Service, the Chief CX Innovation Officer at Arise Gaming, Today, we have a great guest, John Nordmark. You may know his name as he was one of the the co-founders of eBags that sold to Samsonite in 2017, and he started up his new, even bigger and better company, Iterate.ai, CEO and co-founder. John, why don't you do a little bit of introduction to my listeners before we jump in?
1: First of all, thank you, Jonathan, for inviting me on this, your podcast. So my name is John Nordmark. I started this company, iterate.ai with Brian Sathyanathan, who's an ex Apple secret products leader. He, He worked on the very first iPhone and, and our company specializes in, in basically his you know, where he came from. We specialize in game-changing, emerging technology implementations like, and then the maintenance of those over time too. But we specialize in artificial intelligence and IoT and big data type applications. We have a platform, a low-code platform called Interplay that has 475 pre-built modules for, you know, that include AI algorithms like and classifiers like a random forest cal- classifier, regression capabilities, you know, each node in that platform includes mm-hmm. it. And so we can speed up software development by about, you know, on advanced capabilities by about 17 times a lot of times. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's pretty amazing. That's yeah. a, I love talking to technologists, product leaders, developers, and, and visionaries like you because in my mind, the future of services has a lot to do with technology as well as people and so forth. So let's jump into the first question, John. So from your perspective, you know, what do you think the future of service is?
1: Well, it might involve a few different things. First, I would say one thing that we say is that product companies today need to become service companies. So you know, right. in the old days, so you, you mentioned my first company, ebags.com. It, you know, it sold to Samsonite, the the big luggage company that the, that operates around the world. They're a product company, and you know, I actually worked there for ten years before starting ebags. But basically, what we did is sold physical goods you know, mm-hmm. to department stores for consumers to buy. Once the product was sold, it was done. Mm-hmm. Now, product companies need to become service companies. So I'll give you. a a couple of examples. Um, one might be a Tesla. You know, Tesla is a product, but think about the way it's serviced. It gets updates. You know, software updates mm-hmm. every I don't know week, every couple of weeks. I don't know how often they happen, but I have one, and they seem to come at a fairly regular on a fairly regular cadence. And so they are just constantly upgrading the the services delivered through their car, and the maintenance of the car remotely. And another example would be one of the companies we work with is a big automotive services company, and but they're taking service in a different way now. So let's just say that, you know, a service might be an oil change, but it actually involves people and, you know, and a lot of manual work to get the job done. But what we are able to do using cameras and and AI algorithms behind the scene is scan the car as it's being serviced for a, an oil change to determine if there are any dents or cracked windshields. And then through an AI algorithm, be able to deliver an estimate on what it would cost to fix the dents. And we know that our estimates are about 40% better than what a human could do in an autobus.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So that's those are two examples of services that need to be applied, you know, in creative ways but another service i think more on the development side is there are new types of engineering needs mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. in what we've learned through our work is that so we we're nine we're 80 people iterate is and we have a lot of engineers 90% of our employees are engineers we don't really have mm-hmm. marketing or sales yeah yeah we're just kind of starting that but but of our 90 people, there are a handful of them that have PhDs in artificial intelligence, in physics, in mathematics. It's closing in on on the 10% range. You know, a lot of master's degrees in that too. And those people are really hard for traditional organizations to hire because mm-hmm. those people want to work on the most advanced software and they they kind of are... They're driven more by problem solving and yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they are big thinkers, you know, people that can do math and statistics, at you know, calculus at the highest levels um, yeah, yeah. and they don't want to work at companies that don't challenge their minds. And so we employ these people and then apply them to, you know, on a, almost like a project basis to large organizations and, so that they can own and build really advanced algorithms and, and services themselves. So, I think these hit squads are you know,
0: yeah, great. yeah, I mean, you touched on some very I think two or three future services there, and and I love the way that you like each of the like the first two that you talked about, pardon the pun were iterations, right, they were making something better, right, which I think is right. kind of what you guys do, which is so so amazing. I have a tesla too and and I love the fact that I know that I'm gonna have the latest and greatest software on the car running at all times that actually i think brings a a sense of security and safety as well as knowing the car is going to run well i love that second example with the i hadn't thinking of that i mean that's almost like proactive service it's like looking at like hey how else can can we help you or how else can you be helped you know to ensure that this vehicle that you're in that you spend much of your time driving and going back and forth is as safe as possible and is in a, in a good way. I think it's amazing. And then the, the hit squads. Oh my gosh. One of the reasons I founded a company was because when I worked with a bunch of big companies, I would get bored and I'd be like, oh, okay, this isn't that challenging. I need to leave and do something more challenging. But when you work with a, on a whole bunch of different brands inside of one company, you have that opportunity to continue to expand your mind. So I can, I can resonate with that. To a ton. So you talked about lots of future service. So let's let's think about well, what's the force multiplier of what makes those those future service happens? Is it is it the hit squads? Is it something else that you're thinking about? Is it going to be that force multiplier? What do you think?
1: You know, one one major force multiplier, Jonathan, I think is just the never-ending pace of change on technology mm. improvement. Mm. So some examples. The gpu chips you know the chips have been able to process data now at speeds that the old the old chips couldn't process speed and they've also gotten extremely small so you can fit amazon has an investment in a company a chip company where the chip you can fit 50 of them on a penny and these are these are chips that can process ai on the chip Mm -hmm. product like you know and and that's a big deal because now any consumer product can actually have a memory like a brain and and a thinking mechanism in the product, you know, 50, 50 of those on the size of a penny. And our company Iterate, we're being brought in by some of the biggest companies in the world, like the most technical companies in the world. I'm not going to say their names because they haven't told me I could, but, (laughs) and we haven't asked, but they're actually bringing us in because we can run our software on those chips on the edge yeah. we can process, we can process AI algorithms in a location that normally would have to send that data back to the cloud to get it done and and we don't need to do that. so that's a force multiplier. i I would say that the ability to train algorithms, just the sophistication of the software itself.
0: I love what you're talking about though, is that the people are iterating. They're growing, they're learning, they're wanting to be challenged. The technology is naturally iterating. it's yeah. growing, it's developing. So it's like that force multiplier is really the the iteration and the, and yeah. the progress that people and the, therefore technology is making. I th- and I think that's totally right. It's super amazing like I can't imagine being able to like have something the size of a penny where I could I, I had this dream one day of having my own Jarvis. Yeah. So having my own job from Man, like not necessarily a chip in my head, but having that near me, like can predict yeah. my needs and what I need. It, I think that would be amazing. So you're like in this really complex, really fun, exciting technical field. And and you also have the opportunity to bring real world like innovation and changes that helps people's consumer lives and as well as the enterprise lives and so forth. So when folks listen to the podcast here, what are two keen insights that you want them to walk away with that you think will be helpful for them?
1: I think one is that the pace of change has increased dramatically. And that you know that's almost cliche. Everyone knows that. But the fact is that you can deal with that today. Mm-hmm. The, the pace of change. So one of the first insights is that the pace of change is dramatically faster than it used to be. Wow. I remember when I started my career, it would seem like there would be two big events a year. You know, this is a few decades ago. Now it's almost like every single day. And and I'm serious about that. But the thing is, you can act on this because we know that, like through our platform alone, we know we can build software, complex software, about 17 times faster than in the old days. And by the old days, I mean two, three years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh,
1: so just think about this. Like one of the big projects that we did. For a sixty billion dollar company, they thought it would take over one year to complete it. In fact, they had large organizations, also outside organizations, telling them that they could only get they could get a prototype done probably in about a year, and it would be very expensive, you know, in the eight figures to build it. We built that exact same product in three weeks, and for under hundred thousand dollars. And it wasn't even a prototype. It actually went to production after testing it for scalability, privacy, and security. And that testing actually took longer than building the product itself. But so speed has changed. Also, teams can be smaller. You know, I actually think if organizations can develop small hit squad type teams, and, and you know, our company provides that really for large organizations, they can get more done faster. And
0: yeah, I mean, I think that's so interesting like what you're talking about, is because you, you've actually dovetailed another great insight or nugget about the future of service. And that's actually solving, solving the problem or providing the solution the client really needs versus what the client thinks that it needs, right? The client thinks that it needs this really, really expensive, really, you know, long drawn out process, follow the standard, the old way of doing things. You're saying actually the future of service is is innovating, is iterating, and doing things in a new way and new thinking. And I think that that in itself is the definition of a startup, right? It's somebody that wants that sees that there's a problem, wants to change it, and do it in a new and more efficient way. And, and I think that's pretty amazing, the work that you guys are doing there.
1: You're 100% right, Jonathan, in that the hardest part of my job is trying to explain that what we can do is way better than what was possible two, three, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. People just plain don't believe it. But the truth is, and we've run this across many multi-billion dollar organizations, it, you know, it works. And it works like it almost feels magical. And yeah, I mean, just think of the number of experiments you can get done.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Think of the cost of each product that you build, you know, decreasing yep, yep, by yep. 10x. The impact that can have on a large organization is massive.
0: You're totally 100% right. Oh, my goodness. I wish we had more time. We're coming up on the end of the time here. But, John, thanks for sharing kind of your vision of the future of service, your force multipliers, and your keen insights, and just the experience you've had not only at EBAC, Sampson, I iterate dot. AI. It's been super great conversation today. If folks want to reach out to you, want to talk to you, learn more about you know what you do, what's the best way for them to reach you?
1: Either probably LinkedIn, just John Nordmark, J-O-N, <laughs> or email me at J-O-N at iterate.ai.
0: I love it. I love it. The. AI is, I'm just a big believer in technology. I know this is like going to be this oversimplification of everything. But when I was a kid, I used to play this game called Civilization back in the eighties and it was that. on, it was, it was like a basically a 56k file, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And, and now I play Civilization and it takes huge GPU and all this other stuff, right? But it, it personifies kind of what you're talking about at, at a very consumer level of, of how things have changed. And, and it's just super amazing to think about the future of service. Okay. I could talk all day about technology. <laughs> in iteration, but thank you so much, John, for coming on. Again, John is the the CEO and founder of Iterate.ai. This is Jonathan Schroyer, Chief CX Innovation Officer at Rise Gaming. This is the Mission Matters Podcast Network. And as you know, this is our channel, the future of service. Until next time, serve well. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.